Hey, mom friend, have you ever heard a story that you felt so compelled to do something to make a difference or have received so much hope that you literally felt like nothing can hold you down and stop you from moving forward? That is the power of storytelling. This is why stories we hear from generations ago make it this far and are still being told today in our families, in our culture, and will be told throughout history. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about how reading, listening, and telling birth stories can be an empowering tool for you in your pregnancy, for childbirth, and a crucial part of your postpartum recovery and for the future generations to come. I hope you learn at the end of this episode how birth is the most impactful experience we can go through as women and even for our birth partners. (laughs) And birth is not a cookie cutter experience and every birth and every body is different, which makes our birth a unique experience that we will hold dear to our hearts time and time again. Because of this reason alone, this is why we should not go into childbirth not prepared. One of the ways we can make sure we get the best out of our experience possible is that it's rooted in your ideal birth, your needs, and your desires. And we can do that by taking a childbirth education class. (laughs) I currently offer a one-on-one childbirth education course where I can personalize your experience by providing a well-rounded educational course that will give you clarity to empower you in your pregnancy, childbirth, and postpartum no matter what options you have available to you. Working with me will give you a chance to understand the birth process, reduce any fears that surround your upcoming birth and recovery, strengthen your confidence, and equip you to make informed decisions for the future of you and your family. Not only have I provided this course for you, but I am currently offering a free one-hour session for you to see all the other amazing details that are included in this course so we can get you started as soon as possible. To sign up for this course, click the link to my website in the description of this podcast or email me at cbecoaching at simplifybirthandmotherhood.com because I am here for you, mama. So let's get inside and start chatting. Hey mama, welcome to Simplify Birth and Motherhood. I am Amanda, I am a wife and mom of four. I have had a hospital birth, unexpected C-section, a few home births, and now I am a birth advocate, childbirth educator, and your cheerleader in the toughest hood of them all, motherhood. Do you wish you knew what options were available to you when becoming a new mom or adding more to the mix? Are you ready to nurture and build up your mom gut so you can be more confident, educated, and bold? In this podcast, you will begin to understand, find support, and turn knowledge into power through education and resources for pregnancy, childbirth, postpartum, and for the early years of motherhood. If you are ready to get clarity to empower your birth and motherhood journey, then throw up your unbrushed hair, hike up your high-waisted pants, because sister, (laughs) I know you are wearing them. Put the baby in the ergo, and let's start feeding our God-given mom guts. See you inside. All right, come on in, grab a blanket, maybe something to drink, something yummy to eat, because you're probably hungry like me. I'm hungry all the time. (laughs) But we are officially on summer break here in this house, which is very exciting because I'm also going to be having my baby this month. So we'll see when this little person decides to show up. Uh, just the waiting process is always the hardest, right? Towards the end. Um, but I'm constantly hungry. So, you know, we'll see how uh, 
that goes. But today we're just going to talk about birth stories. So we're not going to get too much into listening to birth stories. That's probably going to definitely be coming in the next couple weeks. I have some amazing guests lined up for you to hear some different perspectives and definitely different birth experiences because every birth is different guys. And every story that every woman has to tell about their birth, I mean, is all very unique, but sometimes resonate with us because they happened very similar to us or we were in the similar situation. And it just really provides a lot of hope for us, especially as moms, to be able to hear stories, birth stories in particular, because they just, it's part of our being. It's something that we are doing by ourselves and alone. I mean, our partners can't do it for us. And so when we talk about our birth story, it's almost like this personal journey. And the journey is not easy. And so to be able to hear other birth stories is so great for us because of knowing that people who have gone before us who have actually have done it and maybe have had very similar situations to us and just to see where they are at now and how they have overcome their obstacles or overcome their challenges or what did they do differently? What are some of the things that they learned through that experience that they wish they would have known or that they are definitely going to be carrying over into their motherhood or into their next pregnancy. So it's always really good to hear birth stories. And so story it's basically just storytelling. I mean, this is how we hear about stories about our ancestors. I mean, thankfully, some of the stories that we know in our history with our ancestors, with our biblical stories too. I mean, it's because we People have written them down for us, and usually some of those stories have been passed down from generations to generations, and somebody just decided, you know what, let's just write this down real quick. (laughs) So that's basically what birth stories are, is just storytelling. And storytelling can do three things for us. It can help us process our emotions, and in general, whether it's birth stories or not, storytelling is a way for us to process our emotions, and even though it might not happen have, we might not have the right words to say that completely describe what we think, feel, and know to be true. It can still help us identify what we know that is actually there. It's almost like giving this feeling or this thought or our perspective like almost an identity per se, because we're using our words to describe what we've experienced and what we felt in those moments. So it's a good way when we storytell to process those emotions. And this is why people are usually so relieved after telling a story or telling their perspective or their experience. And we kind of feel like a huge burden has been lifted off of our shoulders in a sense. And so that the clouds of grief almost are starting to part. I remember telling some stories about some of my postpartum experiences and just to be able to hear it and say it out loud made me feel so much better. It's almost like you're keeping it bottled up inside or you know something is there, but you don't know how to talk about it. You don't know how to necessarily use the words to describe it. But once you start hearing yourself talk about it, you're like, oh man, I actually feel a lot better than what I did before just by simply telling somebody or talking about it. And another thing that storytelling does for us is that it brings resilience. So storytelling has the power to bring us back up when we've been beaten down. And it gives us hope and the strength to have victory over our challenges. They show us what we do have control of and help us realize what is completely out of our control and in the sovereign hands of God. 
and how far we've come and can cause us to be thankful for certain things that have come out of that, that we otherwise probably would have not recognized. So sometimes we just need to gain a little bit of perspective sometimes when it comes to storytelling is because we are just, again, processing our emotions, talking it out, but also realizing like, okay, I've come this far and I'm not, this has not stopped me from being the person who I am today, or this has not stopped me from being the mother that I am today. In fact, it has actually made me stronger. So it just brings that resilience out in us and shows us that we are strong, strong women and that we are strong moms and we are strong people. And that too, that God has created us to thrive in that strength. And so lastly, the third thing that storytelling does is that it invites support. Sharing something with others can voice where you need support, that you're not, you don't want to do this alone anymore. And that to show people that, hey, I need help or I need support and how those who are listening can support you, but also how you can and you are a support to others who are or have been through the same challenges and experiences as you. How many times do we share stories so that we can relate to somebody or let them know, hey, I'm here for you. I've been through that. And that's what it does. It invites that support. It tells people that, hey, I've been through it. You are not alone, but as well as these are the resources that I use that are completely available to you that can help you, strengthen you, and support you or can support ourselves that are also available to others. It's like you are basically saying like, I am here for you and this is how I helped myself or this is how I'm currently helping myself right now. And so that's what storytelling does. It invites support, brings resilience, and it helps us process our emotions. In that particular order, no. I mean, (laughs) maybe we have one versus the other and maybe we need to tell our story a few times in order to be able to come to the place of closure in a sense. And although this is what storytelling does for us in general, whether it's through a traumatic experience, through a very rejoiceful or very fun experience, this is also true for birth. And they are very, there are very important reasons why we need to be reading, listening, and telling birth stories. This is why some of these how-to birth books have birth stories in them. I mean, I can think of probably a handful, but the one that really comes to mind that really emphasizes, I mean, I feel like the majority of the book is birth stories is Ina May's Guide Through Childbirth. I mean, I might be obviously misquoting the title because I don't have that right at the top of my head, but Ina May, one of her books, I mean, is majority birth stories in the beginning. I mean, the first couple hundred pages are birth stories. And then it goes into all the data and the facts and all the research and all the different other things that she explains in that book. And so this is why we see some of these birth books have stories in them. I remember when I had a cesarean or birth and I was, or a VBAC birth. And I remember reading a lot of books based off of VBAC and the research and everything like that. And there was one in particular where it talked about cesarean after two or one or two 
uh, cesarean or birth after cesarean after one or two. And they had a lot of birth stories in there, which was super encouraging. So this is why they have them. It's almost like they're kind of telling you, see what birth is, see how it is done. And then the rest of the book is them telling you, this is how you can do it. This is, these are the tools and resources that you can use to have this birth experience or to strive for or plan for and hope for a birth that you want to have this time around. Or even, hey, this is your first time. (laughs) Women have done it. And we just told you a few stories about some women who had all very unique experience, some very similar, but also some very unique. But look at what they did. They were able to do it. Now we're going to teach you how to do it. It's almost like they kind of do that in a way. And studies show that people are not solely driven by data, but also a majority are driven by emotions. This is why when we listen to stories, they resonate with us so much or they almost feel like they are talking directly to our soul. And this is why propaganda works so well, because a lot of it is not even rooted or even giving you actual data up front or even true data, but strictly by emotion. But a story that resonates with people and impacts them the most and also brings them to almost motivate them. It's almost they are captivated first by emotion and a relation to the story, but also when it is then backed up by data, facts, and evidence. And birth stories do that. Birth stories show you the emotion, but they also make you realize and help you and motivate you because a lot of them are based in on data, facts, and evidence, maybe not particular well, the numbers say this, and this is why my birth went well, but it's almost like you're seeing the data and the facts and the evidence play out on its own. And so it motivates you and others to either do things differently or in the future to make informed decisions or in our current situations to be more motivated to make informed decisions. Birth stories are things we carry with us as mother all the days of our life. I mean, when we talk to our grandmothers, when we talk to strangers, young, old, doesn't matter. If you have children, you remember the moment or the day or the series of events and how you felt and what was the experience after. I mean, you remember those little tiny details and those are things that we carry all the days of our life. And this is why I say time and time again and over and over again that birth is one of the most impactful experiences that we will have as women, as families, and even as your spouse. They will remember when their child is born because there is an emotional, physical, and mental connection to it. And birth is where the former of ourselves and all the wisdom that we know before this moment is being carried into the transformation of becoming a mother, an untapped version of our calling in life that is being revealed, that has finally come. And the strength we didn't know that was there and the strength that has been given to us by God to move forward in. This is why we say we're not just birthing a baby, we're birthing a mother. And that transition from not being a mother to being single or, you know, not necessarily single, but in most cases to not being a mother to a mother is a very impactful experience. I mean, you are a mother for the rest of your life and all those that strength is carried through motherhood. And with each birth we have, 
the more of that is being peeled back. I tend to like to say to people, sometimes (laughs) birth is like an onion. You know, you peel back all the different layers because there's so many different phases. There's so many different stages, but each stage and each phase and even postpartum, I mean, the fourth stage of labor is postpartum, but it's, you're literally peeling back an onion and that with each birth, it just continues to be peeled back more and more. And each birth teaches us something about ourselves and I also like to say our own child (laughs) as mothers and changes who we are. It has the ability to refine us as women. This is why birth stories are so great to listen to. They're so great to tell. They're so great to read because it just encourages us and it shows us like, wow, birth is amazing bringing humans into this world who are going to live and function and who we are going to be on this earth as part of our calling and until the day that we die i mean this is it's an amazing process it's hard and difficult but it is an amazing thing and it is can be such an empowering tool for us in our current pregnancies for our upcoming birth and for us to be able to recover in our postpartum. There are four reasons why I feel very strong about this. And the first one is, is that they bring a positive perspective to birth. I cannot stress this enough in my classes. This is something that we really work on in our one-on-one sessions together, is making sure that we have a positive perspective for birth. It is easier said than done because we have to unpack a lot of things and we really have to go down the rabbit hole on some of our fears and get to that root so that we can take care of that. And so we work on this a lot in my class, but I stress this to my moms all the time that birth is not just a physical effort, but a psychological event. We just got done talking about that. And when we bring a positive perspective to the threshing floor of birth, it will reduce fears and strengthen our confidence. Birth perspective and having a positive one going into it is equally as important as as it is as we're in the moment. I mean, if we're coming to the birth table or to the birth room with fears and anxiety, I've said this, I was recently on a podcast I was had the honor of being a guest on a podcast and we talked about this because if those things are not dealt with our fears and our frustrations, those types of things, they will come up in birth and they do have the ability to hinder the birth process because whatever our mind is telling us, our body will follow. And if we don't have a good positive birth perspective coming to birth, before birth, during birth, then that's going to hinder that process and that will come up. And I definitely believe that if we are reading birth stories, we're listening to birth stories, that we can deal with that on some level. We can see, okay, this is is normal, which brings up to my second reason why this is so important. It's because they show us in the future generation that birth is normal. It is not a foreign concept or something to fear. 
that women have been doing this for since the moment of time. The sooner we let go and stop making it complicated, the better it is for us and baby. And this is another thing I talk about in my classes is that sometimes we can think, oh, birth is so complicated. Things can happen. And it's like, I teach you, I simplify it for you. I mean, this is why it's called Simplify Birth and Motherhood because it's when you hear all the information and condense it and simplify it, you start to realize like, oh, this is normal. These are normal things that are happening and nothing to be afraid of. And this is something that I feel like too is if we tell our birth story in our postpartum or we read them or they continue to be written down for the future generations to be able to read, our own daughters, our own sons, our own generation right now that we are raising up will see that birth is normal, that it is not majority of the time, about 80 to 80%, 80, almost 90% of births are completely normal and everything that happens in there is completely normal. But this is also not to say that if you read birth stories, that they'll show you that your plan will go according to plan because some of these birth stories that people are so brave in telling will tell you, this is what we had planned. It did not go according to plan. And this is what happened. And that is also okay too, because it shows you that you didn't fail. It's not even about a pass or failed exam. That's not what birth is. And if we read stories like that, we will, the more we will get our mind out of that process of, well, if I read birth stories, then everything will be great because I read all these amazing birth stories. And that means that mine's going to turn out that way. Probably 90% sure it will. There's about 10 to 20% that it won't, no matter where you have your baby. (laughs) But at the same time, it doesn't also mean that if it doesn't go according to plan because things come up, because like I say, we are not obviously in full control of the birth process and how the outcome is going to be. We can do things to make sure that things go smoothly, but really we are not ultimately in control. God himself is and what he has planned for our child and what he has planned for us, obviously, is a very complex issue to talk about. But in essence, though, we really, the bottom line is we cannot be in control of every single little detail of our birth. But that doesn't mean we can't plan for it, we can't hope for it. But when we read these birth stories, we realize that sometimes things don't go the way we had hoped or they had hoped or planned and wanted. But that too it is okay. We see that in spite of that, what can and is being done to bring healing to that. That it's okay. That this is normal. Things like this happen and it's normal. It's how we have resilience through it. It is how we get support. It is how we overcome those things and who we are at the end of the day. And we read these birth stories of women who do that. And sometimes you're going to be hearing a birth story from a lovely friend of mine, where she went into birth thinking that, oh, I read all these amazing birth stories and, you know, I'm going to also get that birth because I really want that birth. But you'll listen and you'll begin to realize that just because you read those stories does not necessarily mean that that's going to happen for you, but it can also help us hope for it, plan for it, those types of things, but also is how we come out of that what is also important. And we see in these birth stories, how women do that, which is an encouragement to us. 
Also too, they show us what we are capable of doing. It is oftentimes hard to believe that our bodies can do something, especially if we've never seen it done before. This is the struggle that we have with first-time moms. I mean, you read about it, you read birth books, and you probably get childbirth education classes, which I hope that you are doing as a first-time mom. But also too, it's like you read about it and you think, okay, this is what my body is going to do. This is what my baby is going to do. But I've actually have never seen my body do it before. So applying that and connecting the facts with reality is real bridging that gap is really hard for us sometimes as parents and even moms who maybe didn't get the first birth that they had wanted and they're attempting for a second birth to go according to the way that they want but they're almost being taught this is what your body will do this is what your body will do but your mindset is well my body didn't do it before so i'm not even really sure that i can do it now or I'm having a hard time knowing that my body is capable of doing it. And so this happens, but you were created to do this. You get to see what it is made for and of. In birth, you are not just birthing a child, but you are also birthing a mother. We had talked about that. And you are one strong mother. This is why we read him. This is why we tell our birth story. (laughs) This is why even too that we let children be a part of the experience. I mean, every parent has their own, let's say like idea of, I don't want my children to be there. Or there are some situations where our children can't be there. But to me, as my kids are getting older and I'm upcoming to this birth, my husband and I are like, we want them to be there as long as they're okay with being there. If things get like a little too intense and they're kind of like freaking out, then sure. Like we're not going to force them to be there. But at the same time, showing them that guys, birth is normal. This is normal. But also too, to show my own daughter, because I have a daughter, to show her like this is normal and you can do this. Or guys, my sons, like, (laughs) you know, you're one day if you decide to get married and have children, that this is what your wife is capable of doing. And to see the power of the mom. I just recently actually saw a reel of a mom having a baby with her children present. And the overwhelming emotion of like her child was so touching because it was like, and they kept saying, oh my gosh, mom, you're so strong. Wow, mom, that was so, you were amazing. But they were like in tears and just even talking about it is um, emotional for me. Because it was an expression of that child saying, mom, you were strong, you did it. And, but also too, it tells us like, wow, we are really strong people. We are really strong women and that we can do this. And if this is something that we have in front of us and something that we are approaching, we can do this. And birth stories show us that we are more than capable of doing this. And lastly, number four, reading, telling, listening to birth stories bring healing and closure. This is something that we do in our postpartum. So these birth stories are not just necessarily reading and listening to them. I mean, we can in our postpartum recovery. I mean, sure, if that is going to bring us some type of healing and closure to something, to some negative emotion or something that happened, a traumatic birth, something that is going to help us. It's almost like the chicken soup soul, you know, for our souls as moms. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember those books, but it's just a bunch of storytelling and it's 
it resonates with us and sometimes it just strikes us at our core to know that somebody else has gone through it, that we've gone through it, but that there's hope. And so telling your own birth story can help us honor what has already happened. Even if we don't fully understand it, begin and be able to begin to see what we would want to do differently or strive for and help us know how to be informed and moving forward. So not to say that you only tell your birth story if you've had a traumatic experience. Tell your birth story because this is who you are now. This is, you almost are saying, it's like your butterfly moment out of your chrysalis. (laughs) Like This is who you are now. This is what happened. This is what is a big thing that has shaped you and has formed you. So it's not to say that just because you have had a traumatic birth experience and this is the only reason why we need to be telling them. This is not it. But if it is, it's okay to grieve your birth. It is so necessary to do that. And like I had said, one of the interviews and one of the stories that you guys will be hearing in the next couple of weeks is somebody who felt like they couldn't properly grieve the birth that they didn't get. And it's just like, no, we need to grieve that. It is so necessary to do that. And telling mom and using language that says, at least you and your baby are safe and well. And although we want that, and that is still part of the main picture goal and the best outcome in certain situations. And sometimes we say things with good intentions to almost like comfort them and let them know like, hey, you know, we're just happy that you're safe, you know, but looking because we're looking at the bigger picture. That's what we're doing in situations like this. And this type of language is not really creating a space for mom to grieve in ways she needs to. And maybe for the birth she didn't get and wanted for her also to not be able to be heard and to put a close of what happened and letting her move forward in the best self, even if she doesn't have the correct answers as to what had happened. And I can relate to this because I remember my first birth, I desperately grieved that birth with my son. Not because I was grieved that my son was here. I was not my grievance. My grievance was with the fact that I had planned and worked so hard to get this certain birth. And I just remember sometimes feeling like I could not really, I didn't have a right to feel like that because of some of the language that people were using. And it almost was like, well, just be thankful because like, you know, your baby's alive and so are you. And it was like, I'm very thankful for that. But I also want to grieve because I didn't get the birth that I wanted. And that to me was very impactful. And so not having people in my life who would have that space, who would hold that space for me was really discouraging and was took a longer process for me to be able to process through that birth because it's almost like I wanted to grieve so much more than what I was given because of the fact that nobody understood that this really mattered to me. And so with that, we need to let moms be able to do that. And so through the birth story, when they are ready to talk about it or when they are ready to express and have processed the situation and their emotions, just sitting and listening 
to them. But even if they didn't have a traumatic birth experience and they got what they wanted and they worked hard and this still sitting and listening to them, giving them an opportunity. I tell every time when I work with families and they have their baby, one of the first things I say obviously is congratulations, but also too, like I cannot wait to hear your birth story because there's just something about telling about a victorious moment in your life. And creating that space for them. So this is part of their postpartum healing, but also, like I said, they're, you know, butterfly coming out of the chrysalis. And it's so beautiful to see and just honoring that and uplifting that because being a mother is an amazing blessing, an amazing blessing. And to amplify that and say like, hey, we're creating this space for you to show you that you are strong that you did it and look what your body is capable of doing and look at who you are now and the blessings that you have and have been given. We want to honor that and we want to celebrate you. So that's part of the postpartum process. And there are so many ways when it comes to healing for our moms and especially when it, like I said, when it comes to birth trauma, that we can deal with that. That could be such as like therapy, journaling, or doing certain activities to regulate our emotions and our nervous system. But one of the things we can do to help them overcome this birth trauma or see some type of closure or to see the light at the end of the tunnel to provide them the resources is just by letting them story tell and listening. Well, mama, everyone has a different birth story to tell. And all births look different. This is how birth will always be. And this is why I encourage you to read and tell your own birth story or to not skip over the birth stories in our books because they are timeless. And they are told by incredibly, wonderfully made, strong women who are blazing the trail and bringing hope to the generation who have brought hope to you in this moment. This is why we crave it as women. This is why we seek people out to tell us of their experiences so that we can prepare ourselves in our pregnancy for our birth and for our recovery into postpartum. So no matter where you are having your baby or what your current situation is, read all the different variations of birth stories that have all the various great, not so great outcomes and all the ones that don't perfectly go according to plan, but the ones that do, read them all, don't skip them, and don't pass over this empowering key. Don't skip over these stories. Don't zone out and don't keep your voice quiet. This is why I love hearing even midwives tell of their birth experiences. And I mean, because I follow a lot of midwives on Instagram, but also too, just I love hearing it because it's like we are still out there telling people that birth truly does matter. And this is something we will be doing for years to come. And when we tell them, when we listen to them, when they read them, this is how we let people know that we are still here and this is something that still matters to us. Whether it's traditional or not, it's still happening in a miraculous way. I will see you in our next episode. Bye. Hi again. Thank you so much for listening to this great episode. If you had learned something today, please make sure you leave a review in Apple Podcasts and share with another mom friend. Also, pop on over to our private Facebook group, sign up for our email list, and connect with me on social media 
which are all linked in the description of this podcast. I can't wait to see you over there and connect with you. Now go listen to your mom gut because wisdom will guide you and chances are it won't let you down. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.